Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from Disney World. Yes, remember last week I kept telling you I was going on vacation? And here I am. We are in the temporary Drunk Gossip Studios. Uh, I don't know how much I'll be coming to you this week, but I am going to try to record as much as possible. And not only because Will told me I had to. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, I, I really do want to bring all the latest breaking gossip. Um, but I also need some time to rejuvenate myself, as you all can imagine. So here I am, Disney World. It's fabulous. It's just as wonderful as you all would expect. So, there's that. Um, obviously we're going to be talking about the big story today at the end of the show. Um, it's one of those stories where I really wish I didn't have to do it. I really wish there were a way I could bring Will in and uh, and have him cover that story for me because, oh, I don't even know what to say about it. But since that's not possible, let's pivot and talk. Let's pivot and talk about Wendy Williams. She finally made her grand return to her daytime talk show today. And she was all decked out in a form-fitting Valentino dress with a cute little new wig. And she swears nothing is going on with her marriage, that they're as happy as ever. Yada, yada, yada. Do not believe her. Here's the thing. Wendy Williams does not want people gossiping about her. Understandable. I mean, who really wants that? But, and this is something I learned very early on in my career, in gossip, if you don't want people talking about you, you shouldn't be talking about other people. And that's where I think she makes her biggest mistake is, she goes after people and she goes after them hard. You know, and and that's fine. Like, her brand is is on point. She knows who she is. She knows what she wants. She knows what she needs to do. And she knows what her audience wants from her. So I always say, brava, like, do you. Make sure that you are fulfilling what you want to be doing. But on the other hand, there also has to be a point in time where maybe, just maybe... <coughs> Wouldn't be, wouldn't be an episode without me coughing. Um, anyways, maybe, just maybe, you don't go after somebody. Because guess what? You know all their secrets, and they know all of yours. There's a reason why people are blackmailed. There's a reason why these rivalries have legs. Look at Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was not letting go that Katy Perry stole her dancers. And every chance she got, Taylor Swift went hard at Katy Perry. Now, was it a stupid rivalry? Maybe. But what we learned from it is, you don't fuck with Taylor Swift. Sorry, Mandy, but it's true. I I mean, just look at the Revenge songs, okay? Bad Blood was number one for weeks. 
Swiss Wish barely hit the top 40. And to be 100% honest, I like Swish Swish better than I do Bad Blood. But that is the power of Taylor Swift. And Wendy Williams needs to realize, you go after the Kris Jenners, you go after the um, the 50 Cents, you go after whomever, they're going to come back at you twice as hard. And their fan base is larger than yours. Now, that's not to say that I don't think Wendy Williams is popular. Obviously, she is. Her her return to her talk show will probably generate, or probably did generate, a huge rating spike. Just like when Verdana took over and then I came back, I got a huge spike. People don't mind the guest co-host or whatever, but they don't come. For the co-host. They come for the host. You know, and... But the thing is, is... With Wendy Williams... She's not making friends with the people she needs to be making friends with. There's a reason why Ellen is... Always plays nice. And as much as her Kevin Hart interview pissed me the fuck off... I understand from a business level... Ellen is never going to go hard at somebody... Because she can't. Because she needs to book guests. She needs the A-list talent to come on her show. And if they think they're going to have to deal with another Barbara Walters, they're not going to come on her show. That's a fact of life. And, I mean, it's sad because I really think that Ellen would make a great, great interviewer. But, again, from a business standpoint, as as someone who's kind of in the business... If if I had a Jennifer Lawrence, I'm not going to be asking her why she's lying about the Harvey Weinstein shit. I'm going to be asking her the softball questions like, girl, who does your hair? And yeah, I will feel sick inside. And maybe I shouldn't do that, but I understand. Wendy Williams does go hard at her people. And that's why she's not getting a high level of guests. And maybe she's okay with that. That you know, That's something we have to ask her. But for right now, I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I am back. So. Okay, so. I just have to say this. I, I did a story um, for Love You to Death. Based in Celebration, Florida. Which is a Dis- or was a Disney-owned community. And... Um, and the whole story, if you don't know this story, I'm just I'm not going to go through it all. Actually, maybe I will. That'll be our 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 true crime segment for the week. Um, <laughs> don't you just love how my mind works? Uh, anyways, um, so before we get to that segment, basically, the um, the suspect. And his lawyers engage in victim blaming. Which leads me right to Jesse Smollett. Now, for the record, I am not saying that the brothers are victim blaming. It certainly, a case could certainly be made for that. Um, but we don't have all the evidence yet. So... 
what am I saying? Well, I don't even know why I brought up the... No, actually I do. So, okay. Right after the attack, Robin Roberts did... Uh, and did an interview with Jesse Smollett. And she says she didn't want to do it. Like, she was very uncomfortable. And not only was she a little leery of doing it, but when it came right down to it, there was a little... Um, and Jesse Smollett was already two and a half hours late for the interview. Now, this is not unexpected. Stars are late all the damn time. It's a very rare occasion when they actually show up on time. Uh, Being late is part of the reason why Lindsay Lohan doesn't work anymore. At least not as an actress. (laughs) Anyways, so he was late. And she was promised, Robin Roberts was promised... That she could ask the hard questions. Remember in the Wendy Williams segment, we were talking about how um, how Wendy Williams can't ask the hard questions because she's a daytime talk show host. Robert Roberts can because she's a news anchor. And news anchors are supposed to ask the hard questions. The A-listers, the, the big stars, want to go to these news anchors because they, they want to free their minds. That's why it was such a big shocker when Roseanne for, for, um, bypassed going to a news anchor, a, a big name. And she could have had the biggest names in the business interviewing her, trying to get her to talk. And just did that weird YouTube video. So, so Robin Roberts had some, some doubts about this, but when she was given the go-ahead to, to ask the tough questions, why the fuck wouldn't she take that? I mean, let's be real here. Like, this was a big get. It was just after his alleged attack. He was big news. And GMA needs the ratings. They're trying to beat the Today Show. And I don't mean to come across as crass, but that's how these people think. So. Um, basically, she says she didn't have the information. Like, she didn't know that the brothers were going to allege that Jesse Smollett paid them. Which, as you know from last week... They testified in front of a grand jury that he didn't pay them to uh, to attack him. He paid them for personal training and for nutrition tips. So now, you know, that's kind of leaving everyone up in the air and wondering what the actual fuck is happening. Well... A new theory has emerged that the the brothers had arranged to beat up Jesse just to send a message. 
and that they were told to say that he paid them for that and make it look really suspicious. Now, the theory does not expand upon who allegedly paid them or told them to do this. But it is a it is an intriguing theory, especially because so much of this doesn't make sense. And possibly, you know, and, and I told you this last week, according to Crazy Days and Nights, NC Lawyer, prosecutors are even thinking about dropping all the charges against Jesse because they don't have enough to make it stick. Boom goes the dynamite. And speaking of boom going, I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I am back. So this... um. This item is not 100% verified. It's a um, blind item up on Blind Gossip. They have a post up. And, I I mean, to me, it's very obvious who it is. They all but say that it's Jeff Bezos. Um, The post, if you want to go see it, is called Trading um, Hoochie for Monica. And basically, it just talks about this encounter. Um, One of their spies was in London and they seen Bezos with a woman who looks a lot like Monica Lewinsky, but not Monica. I think that's important to to say. As far as we know, it is not Monica Lewinsky. Um, They were sitting together at a very large table, just the two of them, smiling and laughing and being cutesy with one another. And she was not dread like and they they have details they also claim that they have pictures so when they solve this i really really hope that they they publish those pictures um they say that the monica lookalike was much younger than him with heavy makeup and she was wearing a white sleeveless clingy top and short dark skirt and they were they started talking about how you know he has a mistress who he left his wife for <laughs> wonder who that could be i mean seriously they they all but named him you know and, and it's really funny to me that they did that because why would they do like there's no reason for the I mean, other than the name being blind gossip i mean they they might as well have just said this CEO of Amazon. Um, um, but here here's the thing, and I and I truly do believe this. If you get them by cheating, you're going to lose them by cheating. Jeff Bezos completely cheated on his wife with Lauren Sanchez. Lauren Sanchez is not going to be married to him. I know that they, you know, that she wants to believe that she will be. She wants to believe that they have a love for the ages. They don't. She loves him because he's the richest man in the world and she's trying to trade up from her husband. I 100% believe this. There's no reason for me not to believe it. She has not... I mean, she she cheated on 
her first husband with her current husband, and then cheated on her current husband with Jeff Bezos. And Jeff Bezos um, and his wife Mackenzie, obviously there were problems in that marriage. No marriage is perfect, and he's, you know, he's clearly going through something. There was a, there was some sort of issue in that marriage where some need of his wasn't being met that she ended up meeting. I don't know what it was. I don't, I'm not going to pretend to be able to figure that out. But what I do think, um, what I do think happened here was there was some sort of, um, I, like I said, some sort of disconnect. He went out and found someone who would meet his needs. Lauren Sanchez happened to fill that role in the moment. Then, now, she's not meeting his needs for whatever reason. You know, a lot of people are saying that he's he's very angry that her brother allegedly is the one who leaked the text messages to the National Enquirer, which led to him being blackmailed. And I can, I can honestly see that being the case. I can also see him figuring out, oh, how did her brother get the text messages? She must have given them to him. Because Jeff Bezos is a lot of things, but he is not a stupid man. Not a stupid man at all. Um, and so it, it doesn't take a genius to go from point A to point B in that and there's a lot of people right now um, that are theorizing that Bezos is actually going to reconcile with Mackenzie at some point and dump Lauren Sanchez altogether. I don't know if that's true. I'm not going to pretend um, to know what's going to happen. I, I honestly think that Mackenzie would be stupid to take him back, even if she loves him. And I'll tell you why. Because if he cheated once, he's going to cheat again. And, I mean, the best thing right now is she doesn't have a prenup. And it didn't sound like they had a postnup either. Um, which, if you've ever read Elon Musk's, um, ex-wife's account of everything, oh my god, juicy! Um, Will and I are gonna work on that episode together at some point. Um, I I think that's gonna be for the Patreon. But, for right now, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna come right back. And I'm back. So, as I told you, I'm in Disney World for this entire week. I will be coming to you live from Disney World as often as I possibly can. Um, And one of the things that really excited me was when I was working on my true crime book, Love You to Death, out soon, maybe. Um, So the whole concept for Love You to Death was romance and sex gone wrong, and um, the concept kind of ended up changing. So even though I wrote about this, I, um, I ended up taking it out of the book. I'm going to use it for something else. I don't know exactly what yet. 
Um, but, so Celebration Florida was a community that was designed and owned by Disney. And it was supposed to be a utopia where everything was just like the 1950s. And, you know, basically nobody... Um, kids could walk to school without worrying about being kidnapped. You could leave your doors unlocked and no one would break into your house. Yada, yada, yada. So then, and and I just need everyone to know, like, this, this is actually true. Like, you can look this up. Um, some people started claiming that because things were so boring there... That couple would act, literally just break up. And I, you know, obviously you can't always blame the city, but it, it, everything was supposed to be so perfect, and these couples felt such pressure that they couldn't stay together. So, what do you do when you can't stay with a person you love? You 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 break up, whatever, or. You wife swap or spouse swap. And allegedly that was happening a lot. Um, Which led to even more problems in relationships and whatnot. Now, all of this is immaterial because it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I just wanted to give you a little background on Celebration Florida. So, Michael Giovandito was a quiet resident... He didn't really talk to very many people. Um, he was a former school teacher. When he lived in in Celebration, Florida, he talked about how um, he was a social worker, and they would always see these young men come over and, you know, washing his car or, you know, doing something with his lawn or whatever the case was, whatever work needed to be done around the house, he was doing it. And, you know, fine, that's all well, fine, and good. There's no issue with that. But he brought one home. His name was Michael Nielsen Murillo. And allegedly, he had brought Michael home to do some work. Um, Nielsen ended up laying down on the couch and falling asleep, only to wake up to find Giovandito performing a sexual act on him. Reports are unclear, but I'm pretty sure we can all guess um, what was happening. Giovandito was probably blowing him. I'm honestly not basing that on, like I said, um, in, in all of the court work and everything that I've gone over, the the explicit act is never mentioned. It's just he was being very sexual with him. So Nielsen flipped a nut, pardon the pun, and tried to grab his shoes. He couldn't find his shoes because allegedly Giovandito hid them. And 
so he's beating up on... Nielsen is beating up on Giovandito, and he, he confesses that he knew he was going to hurt him, that he was inflicting bodily harm and that he might cross the line, but that didn't stop him. He actually just kept going and killed him. Nobody in Celebration Florida knew that Giovandito was gay. And it's not a big surprise because, again, this was a perfect family-friendly utopia, and for whatever reason... Um, during during this time, gays were not considered family friendly. So, th- I mean that part is interesting in and of itself. But then we get to the trial, and oh my god! If I didn't live true crime before, this this made me, because the defense literally started mounting a campaign to discredit the victim. So what they were doing is basically saying, hey, Giovandito was a liar, and he took all these young boys under his wing, and, you know, he was perverted with him, and he did all all these things. But... The two boys who allegedly stepped forward to say, yeah, um, he would suck my dick, or, you know, he, he masturbated me, he would, he would suck my dick, whatever, wouldn't go on the record. The rest of the boys were on the record. And they all said the same thing. Nothing inappropriate ever happened between us. There were no complaints at any of the schools that Giovandito worked at. So the only conclusion that we can jump to here is this was a smear campaign based on someone's homosexuality, and it backfired because the jury still came back with a guilty verdict. Nielsen has tried to appeal to no avail, saying that his defense was incompetent. Now, yes, his defense was very incompetent. But I don't think that's going to... I don't think that's going to win people over. So that is the first of probably many Disney stories this week. Um, Like I said, I don't know how often I'm going to come back. But I do know I'm going to come back in just one second with a a big story of the day. It's very sad. So prepare yourself. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So if you haven't heard, then you're lucky and you've not been on social media all day. Luke Perry has has died. Uh, last week, he suffered a stroke. And um, he was put in a medically induced coma. And he just never came out of it. And there's, there's honestly been such an outpouring of love. And everything for him. And I, first I just want to read, um, I just want to read the statement from his family. They said, he was surrounded by his children, Jack and Sophie, fiance, Winnie Madison Bauer, ex-wife Melanie, um, I'm sorry, ex-wife Minnie Sharp, mother Ann Ben, mother Ann Bennett, stepfather Steve Bennett, brother Tom Perry, sister Amy Coder, and other close family and friends. 
The family appreciates the outpouring of support and prayers that have been extended to Luke from around the world and respectfully requests privacy in this great time of mourning. No further details will be released at this time. So, as you all know, Luke Perry's most famous role was as um, Dylan McKay on 90210. And... Recently, he'd been playing Fred Andrews on Riverdale. And there's a really funny story. Um, and I forgot what, what blog I read it in. But wh- one of the... One of the gossip blogs said... It was really ironic that... On the same day that... They announced the new Nihon reboot that Luke had his stroke. And the reason why that was so funny is because in an interesting twist, like they had approached him and asked him to guest star. And he said, No, no, I'm I'm okay, thank you. And they kept they kept pushing him because they really wanted his name attached to the series. And he said, No, no, I'm not interested. I'll do it over my dead body. And that's, uh, that's, in, in a different time, maybe in a few, a few weeks or even a few months, it, I think that'll, that joke will resonate. Um, but there, there, um, the reason why that's so believable is because, first of all, when the new 90210 debuted um, on the CW, an invitation was extended. Um, Tori Spelling, Jenny Garth, and Shannon Doherty all appeared. Um, but Luke turned it down and he said, it was a great role. I had a lot of fun with it. No one else could play Dylan McKay but me. But I'm just, you know... It's time for me to move on with my life and my career. And then um, his agent was sent a script for Riverdale. And he's like, dude, I don't want to do any more teen soaps. Like, I'm just not interested. And his agent was like, Luke, please read this. If you say no, fine, whatever. But please, please just read this. Like, I, I think you will really enjoy it. So Luke gave in because he really trusted his agent. And, and he read it. And he loved it. And he was like, I absolutely have to do this. This is fantastic. Make it happen. And he did. And for the last three seasons, um, he'd been playing Fred Andrews. Actually, the last two and a half seasons are in the third season now. Um, and there's just been an outpouring of love. But the one that resonated with me the most that I, I wanted to talk about is Shannon Doherty. For those of, of you who are like me, Shannon Doherty and Luke Perry will forever be mixed together because of Brenda and Dylan. And if you... If you were a 90210 stan, 
you loved Brenda and Dylan. I've watched the series now on Hulu. And even though this came in from the 90s, their chemistry was still sizzling. I almost wish that we had got a redux, like maybe an arc or something on Riverdale where she played Fred's mistress. Just to see if that old chemistry was there and if it really held up. I would bet money it did because... Like I said, even now, like, some shows don't age so well, but, and, and even some of the storylines in that know don't age well. But the Brenda, the Brenda Dillon story, that really, really goes, um, goes strong. So, rest in peace, Luke Perry. I will be back whenever I get a chance. Until next time, cheers.